T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is a Riggs and Alley Rewind. This is on the TV, to the movie screen, and everywhere in between. This is the Hollywood Dirt with Allie. Well, 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 guess who is, quote, elated that Joe Exotic didn't get his pardon? You know who it is. Not me. Carol Baskin. (laughs) Carol Baskin has said she is elated that uh, that Donald Trump didn't pardon Joe Exotic. We haven't played this in a while. We haven't. Well, it's almost been a year. It has. Think about it. That was what everybody watched in the shutdown. Yeah. Tiger King. It's almost been a year. I can't believe that. So many shows have come and gone since Tiger King. And every time people reference the past now, I go, you mean last year? I mean, two years ago? Because we're there now. Where I go, oh, you mean, oh, wait, that was two years ago that happened. And I keep thinking it was last year, and we've passed a whole year now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So much has happened. So much has happened, like, crazily. Obviously, it's been a crazy, probably last month at least. It's escalated. years. And somebody (laughs) sent a meme that said, right now, the world is watching America. How America Watched Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's going like, what is going what is on? Happening? Are we watching this? This is real? Oh, my gosh. What? Yeah. Okay, so Carol Baskin bombed Carol about Baskin it. Carol Baskin is elated that uh, Joe Exotic didn't get the pardon. Lil Wayne got pardoned. Yeah. Well, and Kodak Black, who was serving for their gun charges. Yeah. You know, Carol Baskin, Baskin saying that she's elated, that just, uh, that's a silent admission of guilt. Where's her husband? <laughs> huh? If she's elated Riggs? that he can't come out, because if he came out, maybe he would he would totally pin her down for the murder of her husband. See, maybe. you're one of those who says Ex- it's either Joe Exotic or Carol Baskin. One of the two. I'm the side where it's both should be in jail. I don't even think either one of them's a good person. You're like, yes. oh, if I'm going to pick sides, I'm like, I'm not picking either damn side yep. of Tiger King. That seems pretty uh, obvious, Riggs. Either both are in jail or both are out of jail. One of the fine, two. Fine, both in jail. <laughs> okay, there we go. I'm fine Done. with that too. <laughs> uh, yes. So I told you that, like, what was it, two weekends ago or last? I can't even remember what the hell weekend. They all run together, okay? It just happened where it was my neighbor's birthday. Time runs together. It does. It's it like, was that last weekend or the weekend before? Hell if I right. know. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm sitting there with my neighbors on their back patio. They were one of those couples who spent the summer redoing their backyard because they knew they'd uh, be spending a lot of time there, and their backyard is sick. Do they have like a fire? 
fireplace or oh, like a fire, fire pit, pit back is there. Sick, nice. dude. And it's like you know one of those. Ga- it's just amazing. So oh, gas one too. Yeah. Oh, even better. They got a TV on the wall oh, that sweet. can be covered. I mean, they did it. They, they did seriously it well. got a, a bad. They have a pond. It's like a man cave. It feels like a man cave outdoors, but everybody but can. Everybody use it. can use it. But everybody it's can enjoyable, use it. right? <laughs> so they they did their. So when it was her birthday, she's like, "Come over," and um, I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "Inside or out?" I'm like, "Out." Thank you. You have an amazing patio. So I go over there. We're sitting out there and we're drinking and we're talking about the holidays and just catching up on everything. And here comes her husband outside because the two of us were just sitting out there having our talk. And first of all, he's got overalls on. Okay, this is my you always I, my crazy neighbor Randy. I won't call him crazy. He's wearing overalls just like bibs to be funny. You're interesting neighbor Randy. Yes, he's interesting. And, he go, <laughs> and she goes, "Get in the house!" Like she he was doing it just to piss her off. Where yeah, because she hates the overalls because there's you know it's like your your man walks out and you're like take that stupid outfit off like it was one of those moments. But we think we look great in it. And he's and we laughing. Think it's, we think it's hilarious. Oh yeah. Just so laugh I'm at like, us. Dude, you're funny, Randy. She's like, go in the house and take those off. You look crazy. <laughs> so he so he comes out. He's like, listen, I got this thing for Christmas, Allie. I'm like, what'd you get? This like heated vest. And I was like, ooh, dude, those, those are, are awesome. cool. And he goes, yeah. I know. He goes, but let me tell you something about Christmas. <laughs> and I'm like, tell me, buddy. Tell me. Let's talk. And this is why I love talking to him because he's passionate about everything, right? He's like, what is it with people in Christmas? I give you a list. You stick to the list. A list for Why what? do you ask me for a Christmas list and then not buy off the list? And he's going off. And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm getting pumped up. Like, he's pumping me up. I'm like, right? And he's like, I really loved that vest. But that's not the point. I'm sick and tired of people going off the list. So was the vest on his list or not? No. Anybody was obviously a super cool okay. gift and he loved it. But he yeah. goes, and then he just started screaming, just stick to the list. Just stick to the list. And I said, you know what's funny, Randy? I said, this is so relatable. Everybody gives. And and then she goes, and they ask for lists in October. So I give you a list, and then you still don't stick to the list. So what do you need the list for if you're going to buy what you want for me anyway? So I thought it was funny. The, quote, stick to the list may need to be the (laughs) mantra of all holidays now. Just stick to the list. To the list. Yeah, we don't want these novelty items. We don't want this random thing. Especially if you ask me what I want, give right. me what I want. Don't get me, don't take that as suggestions right. of what I might like. And that's what he said. He said it's not even, it's like, don't no. ask me for a list months in advance and then buy me something else. It's just stupid. I then go, don't ask right. for a list and just get He's me right. something. Just get me something. Yeah. But so, then you're expecting things in your mind. Right. You're getting the list. Maybe it's things I was going to buy for myself <laughs> that I put on that list thinking, right. oh, you'll get it for me so I don't have to buy it. And then you don't get it for me. And now I'm pissed. Right. Stick to the damn list. See, now you're, you're right. right. This is what he was doing outside. You're screaming, right. Stick to the list. And now he's got to go buy things that were on the list when you should have bought them in the first place. Isn't right. that the point of the holiday? Now he's got to go buy his own list. It's screwed up, right? Is, so I thought everybody could relate to this. No, he's totally right about that. doesn't stick to the list, or maybe you're the one who refuses to stick to the list, or maybe you asked for something and they got you something ridiculous. I want to hear from you today. I get in trouble when I don't stick to a list with my wife. See? Sometimes. Because if you didn't, she would scream, stick to the list! Because we have an app called AnyList, so if I put something on the list, it goes on her list. So it's Wait, just a grocery list. What is this? So if she's at home and she realizes we're out of milk, she can put milk on the grocery list. What's this app? It's called AnyList. Okay. And it's free. 
and, and you use it together. Yeah, and we, you can, add we to sync the it list. up. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So if we're both shopping in the same store and I get and I cross off bread, and she's over she's by the going, clothes, he's stuck to the list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but when I get home, if I didn't get something that she wanted, yeah, she was like, "What did you get? The green juice?" And I said, mm-hmm. "Well, no." She goes, mm-hmm. "Why not?" And I go, "It wasn't on the list." No, I'm not going to on- get anything that wasn't on the list. See? I'm not a mind reader. See, stick to the damn see? list. Yes. See. So right. I, see, so now right. I've triggered you. It's four one four. He wasn't wrong, man. He my neighbor was on a rant about when you ask for a holiday Christmas list, get, stick to the damn list. Don't yes. come in with seven gifts I didn't ask Otherwise, for. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a list. Just stick to it, for uh, Christ's 414. sake. 414. Right? Oh, yeah. 799-1037. <laughs> if you had it on a list, we would give it to you because you put the iPad on the list, we would buy it for you. The list. The list. <laughs> My neighbor went on a rant when we were on his patio last weekend drinking about, just stick to the list. Why does my family ask me for a Christmas list and then not buy anything on the list? Stick Just to stick the to list. And I thought that's so relatable. And Amanda, funny. Amanda, good morning. Good morning. Hey, girl. <laughs> Let's talk about the list. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I just don't understand the concept of a list. If you're making a list and I'm making a list and we're passing money back and forth, why don't you just buy what you want and I buy what I want and we spend some time together? That's way better. <laughs> She's right, though. It takes away all of the Christmas, you it know, does. surprise. Yeah, because you're now you're just literally you could just keep your money and buy your own stuff. I get what she's exactly. saying. <laughs> right. Well, it's also hard when the other person keeps buying things for themselves and you're asking them what they want, but they keep yeah. buying things for themselves. Hello, my well, wife. She does that all the time. Yeah. She's like, oh, I bought all these leggings. Stop buying things around the holidays. <laughs> then I can't buy you anything. Totally. So you don't even get the point of a list, Amanda. You don't. <laughs> no, I don't understand that. Yeah, okay. she thinks it's pointless. It's supposed to help people, but I think it just, yeah. Just frustrates people yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And the then stress, I think. Yeah, so. and then you go <laughs> buy everything. You buy their stuff, and then what if they don't buy your stuff? And that's even exactly. more annoying. So bad. <laughs> Ugh, the list. Thank Stick you for calling, Amanda. List. Stick to the Thank list. You. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thanks, Amanda. We got Beth and Milwaukee. What's up, Beth? Hey, Beth. Hey. Tell us about your list probs, your list problems. What happened? I made a list one year. My sister-in-law wanted a list. My ex-sister-in-law. <laughs> ex-sister-in-law. Go on. Okay. I told her I really bake a lot, and I told her that I needed new cookie sheets. I thought, she's kind of a uppity person, and she would buy really decent cookie sheets yeah. for me. Yeah, you give the rich people the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, when it came time to open the gift, I got a square box. Okay. And okay. I thought, what the hell are they, foldable cookie sheets? Okay. Oh, no. What was it? What she got it? me floating candles. <gasps> floating candles. What? This floating is a, candles. This is a perfect Little example. Bowls that I had to put water in and float a candle. Well, that's like a that's a whole <laughs> hobby. Annoying. That seems like that's annoying. Very annoying. That's like for people that really want to get into decorating. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. And that was that has wow. nothing to do with baking. You can't nothing, even bake nothing, it like like it, it's not like the, I asked her about it. I said. I don't need floating candles. I wanted cookie sheets. Yeah, yeah. Her, her excuse to not buy me cookie sheets was that I would use the cookie sheets to bake for other people, and she wanted to get me a gift for me. Oh, Jesus. But bring, she, cooking she for other the, people brings you, you joy. Happy, it yeah. makes you happy. That's your thing. <laughs> That's right. I have two grandsons that really, really enjoy grandma's oh, cooking. I bet they do. I bet everybody enjoys well, grandma's now you go, cooking. Well, yeah. now you go buy your own cookie sheets. Do you have some oh, good yeah, now? Some I good ones to. now? Good ones now? They're okay. They're not good, they're okay. but they're okay. <laughs> they're passable cookie I sheets. I was so mad. Yeah. And I, I never... 
did anything with the candles. They sat in the <laughs> box They're still for sitting years. in the box. Totally. That's the way it is. The whole box went to Goodwill or something. And there's starving kids yep. in China that could use those floating candles, damn it. They're going to waste. They're going to <laughs> yes, complete waste. That's right. That's too funny. Floating Thanks for candles instead of cookie sheets. Right? I, they would have stuck. That. They didn't stick to the list, right? Stick, stick to the list. To the Christmas stick list. To the list. Thank Somebody you. Thanks for calling. In. Yeah, thanks, Beth. Somebody texted in and said, My grandma asked for a Christmas list every year in October yeah. since I was 14 years old. I'm yeah. 24 now uh-huh. and had only bought, she's only bought me one. One thing off the list in all of those years. One. It must be a grandma thing. There's another text that said, when I was younger, my grandma asked what I wanted. I told her I wanted the DVD cars. (laughs) I got a sweater. So I returned the sweater and bought the DVD. It's 103.7 KISS FM. Good morning. It's Riggs and Allie. It's 6.55. We got an iPad for you to win coming up in like less than 10 minutes or so. 10 minutes or so. Nice. Uh, Did you see what happened yesterday? (laughs) What? Did anybody notice that there was an inauguration? There was an inauguration. Of course. I was a little disappointed. My kids, only one of their teachers brought up the inauguration in their morning meeting. I thought, this is like history. Like, shouldn't we? Are we that far removed? that we're afraid to talk about the inauguration right. to our children when it's social yeah, we should, studies. Like, we should talk about it every year. When I it was Trump, when it's Biden, when it's I anybody. I who it is. I was shocked. It's a transition I was like, of, what do you mean your teacher didn't say anything in your morning meeting? She didn't talk about the history of today? No, nothing. Kamala Harris, like, nothing? What? Did they talk Did about the fact have, that... I was like shocked. I was like, what do you mean? No, I had, I'm had. i like, okay, I guess I'll teach you. <laughs> they talk about the fact that the president was sworn in on a Bible that was stacked the size of Canada. Did you see the size of that Bible that he <laughs> yeah. swore in on? It was like a family Bible it's from the 19th century. It's an heirloom. Yeah. yeah. It was a family But heirloom. it looked like something from Hogwarts. Uh-huh. Like something out of a Harry uh-huh. Potter film. I was like, whoa, that's blows cool. blows my mind, though, when they what? do the parade. And I know other people were working or yeah. didn't see it or whatever. The parts I saw for sure, because I came in and out. It blows my mind. They said George Washington's soldiers. Those outfits are the same ones his soldiers wore. When they do the inaugural parade, you'd have to see it. It looks like 1776. Right? Yeah. I didn't know those. I'm like, I did see pictures be, of that. They cannot be the original. They they're not George. the same ones. They I'm sure they're they replicas. Were. They're probably they replicas. They that up? They've been washing them for 200 some years. Well, That's if crazy. They get worn like once every four. Yeah, I guess. Years. I was like, what? somebody's in charge of keeping up with that. Can you imagine? Who's in charge of the royal linens and the, the federal linens? But anyway, I digress. Right. <laughs> Kamala Harris was also sworn in yesterday. Is the first uh, black South Asian vice president, mm-hmm. which is amazing, amazing. For, for women. Well, the little girls watching that, little girls yeah. of color. That was a big day. Yep. That was why I was a little upset they didn't talk about it in my kids' right. class at all. And then like, everything, the uh, I think who stole the show, though, was Bernie Sanders at the inauguration. <laughs> he broke the internet Bernie with, Sa- his, with Ber- his mask picture. <laughs> Bernie Sanders was, like, hunkered down with these big, giant mittens, like these brown ski mittens that were, like, knitted in his big coat, in his mask, and he was, like, had his arms crossed. He looked like he was sitting outside of a dressing room waiting for his wife. <laughs> Bernie Sanders cracks me up because you know who he reminds me of? What? My father. They grew up in, in the same area, New Jersey. He talks like this, and he's very Dude. upset about everything. He's very he, passionate he's about very everything. Passionate. Listen he's here. Toast. We're going to pay for it. It's $5 trillion. <laughs> it's a small price to pay for health care for everyone. Like, seriously, forget about <laughs> politics. Just the, like, that remind, he reminds me of my dad in a yeah. lot of ways. Because, he reminds me. Yeah. Dude, I've been to Jersey and visited my wife's Jewish family. He's every Jewish <laughs> man I've met in Jersey. You guys don't understand. <laughs> 
This is crazy. The inauguration. If you, all the stuff you miss, uh, videos and pictures and everything are up right now at 1037kissfm.com. All the videos and performances. There was a whole bunch of pomp and circumstance, as there is for every inauguration. Yes. So check it out there at the website. While you're there, we'll give you that keyword to enter and win an iPad in less than 10 minutes. It's nice to sleep in a, a warm, cozy bed. <sighs> Isn't it yeah. nice to have a bed when you can it's sleep like in a bed? It's like when you go somewhere else and you're like, I just want to sleep in my own bed. Yeah. yeah. That's a normal place to you know mm-hmm. lay your head to rest and mm-hmm. sleep. A preferable mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Right. But sometimes you wind up either falling asleep or passing out somewhere <laughs> that is not a bed. Somewhere <laughs> <laughs> could not be further from a bed. Do you know what's funny? You're the king of this. <laughs> yeah. You fall asleep in the back of Ubers like it's going out of style. I don't know how many videos there are of you sleeping in the back of Ubers. Uh, Allie, there's a difference. I am passing. <laughs> Passed out in the back of those Ubers. Passed out, I mean. Passed <laughs> out. Sleep. My bad. That was an old rigs. <laughs> <laughs> The rigs I, now I'm not does, hating old rigs. I, I have no problem with old rigs. He was, was responsible. He called an Uber he and he was, passed out. I'm fine with old rigs. Old rigs also drank way too much. <laughs> that's, that's debatable. That's a Wisconsin thing, I guess. <laughs> so, yes, backs of Ubers. Mm-hmm. Many times I've fallen asleep at there. I've also fallen asleep on... You've, you've ever been to a hotel and they have those luggage things? You know what I'm talking about? Little luggage rack? That you can put it on and then wheel it up to your room? No. No. I'm talking about the one that like folds out and stands up and you can set your bags on top of it. Okay, I do. Okay, go on. There are some of them in these motels every once in a while. And I once had to sleep on two of them that I put them (gasps) back to back on top Uh. of each other. I intentionally did this because the mattress, it was at the, um, it was called like the Lazy Tea Motel or something in Texas. I was on a road trip and the only room they had, it was $38 a night. Mm-hmm. The mattress was wet. It was gross. Gross. It was a lazy. Te- it was like one of those the motels that you see on like Twenty Seventh Street, the sleazy looking motels. Yeah. That you think nobody stays <laughs> in. No people stay there. Right. <laughs> I know, but they don't stay there because they want to, because they have to, or because they're doing something they shouldn't I be was doing. Say or because you're hooking. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So I had to put together two of these luggage like, stand things, and I slept on those because I wasn't going to sleep on the floor. That's yeah. gross. That was the only thing that <laughs> I, I could... <laughs> the, the floor is gross. The but floor I was will gross. Sleep on the luggage but racks. I slept on two luggage racks. People's luggage. <laughs> That's funny. I slept on my balcony once. You slept on a, a balcony? When I lived in an apartment. Pre, uh, pre-K, pre-kids. Pre-kids. You like that? Pre-K, pre-kids. I like that. Uh-huh. Pre-kids. Um, yeah, I don't know what the hell we were doing. Was it the summertime? Was it yeah. the winter time? Okay, so at least it was warm. We just took the blankets, and me and my friend <laughs> took the blankets, <laughs> and oh, we your slept friend. on the balcony. I get, I get what you're I saying I was now. my boyfriend okay. at the time, but this was so long ago that it, it feels weird to even talk about it. But yeah, we slept on the balcony. On a balcony. It was really stupid, too. Uh, intentionally? Was there yeah, alcohol involved? No, I don't know. It was stupid. No alcohol involved? No. Intentional? Intentional. All right. I mean, it's an experience. We could have just gone camping. <laughs> you could have. You could have just taken me to a campground. Was it comfortable? No. Was it romantic? No. Okay. The Nor message. was he. I don't know why we did it. It was, the, it was a stupid. Like, looking back on it, so, I'm like, why did my boyfriend and I sleep on the balcony 15 years ago? That was stupid. I know people that have been sleep deprived and overworked that have slept in some strange places. So, where's the weirdest place that you slept or fell asleep? Oh, passed out is also pre- fine, too, <laughs> as long as you let us know the story behind it. Yeah. 414. 414- 4799-1037. You can let us know. And we'd love to hear the story. Next, it's 103.7 <laughs> KISS FM. A strange, weird place you fell asleep at. Where did you fall asleep? 
Why? <laughs> yeah, why and when and who? You fell asleep on a balcony? Yeah, once. Once? That's stupid. I slept on two luggage racks that I put together. <laughs> like the folding ones. And... I didn't understand what you meant until we got off I the air. This... You said, it's like when you go into a hotel room yes. and they have a thing you open up like a hammock to put your suitcase on. I was not picturing anything in the room. I thought we were talking about something in the lobby. No, this was in the room. That makes way more sense. There were two of them and you I put them together. You slept those back to back. Now that a... sounds like awful. It was horribly uncomfortable. Awful. But there was not even a chair that I could sleep in sitting up. I guess I could have slept in my car, but it was late and I was tired. Ugh, sleeping in your car sucks. It too. is the worst. 414-799-1037. Mike's in Hartford. What up, Mike? Mike! How's it going? Fantastic, <laughs> he Mike. He said he has a bachelor so, party story. I'm like, what? Okay. September of 2018, my cousin got married and we had 15 guys that went to a brewer game and then we did bar hopping afterwards. Okay. Nice. I told him, I'll be the designated driver. You guys go have fun. I have a CDL. I don't need to drink and drive. Wow. I'll make sure everybody gets home. What a nice I nominated yeah. myself right away. Okay. I needed a friend like so, you, Mike. Yeah. So we get, we get to some of the bars, and one of the guys is plastered. <laughs> Obviously. He passes out on a picnic table outside the bar, doesn't even make it into the bar. Wait, Mike, and this is not The Bachelor I'm taking. No, this is not The Bachelor. <laughs> this the bachelor is some guy. having a good time. This is one of his buddies. <laughs> oh, God. So, well, you so, cannot pass out before The Bachelor at The Bachelor party. I'm sorry, but there's always on, Mike. There's always so one or two guys. So rude. Making it, we wind up making it to Oconomowoc, where we all are from. Okay. And the best man is the bachelor's older brother, who is my cousin as well. And he's got kind of a, he's tired. He's not used <laughs> to staying up this late. And he's like, and he had an attitude. I'm like, dude, just stay in the van. We rented a 15 passenger van. I was like, just stay in the van. Yeah. I won't lock you in. I'm taking the keys because he had a couple drinks. I was still 100% sober. Yeah. You don't want him throwing up in the van. <laughs> yeah. His, his wife and the bachelorette party met us at the last bar, and she's like, where's my husband? I'm like, oh, he's in the van passed out. <laughs> she's like, what? And I said, yeah, he's in the van passed out. And he's like, she's like, is he locked in? I was like, nope. I said, I have the keys. I made sure he stayed in there, and he knew exactly where we were. And... Yeah, it was. And that we was took it. A bunch of fun pictures, and yeah, it was, oh. it was a good time. But that wasn't you. That was somebody else. Thank God. It was somebody else. Yep. I I passed out in my truck at bar close. Woke up seven hours later with <laughs> keys in the back seat of my car, realizing I could probably drive home now. It was right. Nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he threw them. Did you throw your keys in the back seat, or did, did your I friends? Did. I Mike, I did. I good threw for them you. That is smart. Wow. I sat there, and it was middle of the winter, and yep. I bundled up in whatever I had, and I'm like. I can't drive home. I'm just going to sober up in the cold. Yeah, because drunk you will wake up and look for your keys in your pocket and go, I'm just going to go to sleep. I got this. I got and this. And then you you were smart. You put them in the back seat. Good for you. Yep. All right. Well, thanks oh, for calling, he's Mike. The smartest Not drunk person. Have a good one. Mike, you're the smartest drunk person I ever met. <laughs> Who thinks Appreciate that much? Seriously. Thanks for calling, uh, Mike. Go to yep. Shauna in Delavan. Hey, Shauna, what's up? Where did you fall asleep? <laughs> Hi. Uh, the weirdest place I fell asleep would probably have to be the back of my dad, Carly, as he was driving <gasps> when I was a kid. You <laughs> fell asleep on a Harley? Is it that relaxing? I did. <laughs> Were you um, strapped to him? Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, so wow. he had like a little seat and like the armrest would kind of cushion me so like I was in between the armrest and him and he was a bigger guy so I was in there but God. I would always lean my head up against you know his back with my helmet and I yeah. would fall asleep 
Really? I have a confession to make. I don't know if I can admit this in Wisconsin. Is it the same one that I was thinking about right now? That I've never, never been ridden, on a motorcycle. I've never been on a motorcycle in my life. I've jumped out of an airplane, Alas. 625 <laughs> skydives, zero motorcycle rides in my life. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't grow up with them, yeah. where the hell, or if you don't date someone who's got one, I where I the know, hell are you going to ride one? I mean, I know friends that have one, but I've they're tons, like, yeah. Nobody's asked me. My guy friends are too insecure to let me ride on the back with them. Rick's <laughs> <laughs> just going to ride on the back. He's like, you're not riding bitch with me. No, thank No, you can't. <laughs> well, I would recommend sometime in your life get on a Harley. Well, now she's making me think for. I, I, it sounds I, relaxing now, Shauna. Sounds Shauna. relaxing, according to her. If Shauna can fall asleep on the back of a Harley, I, I, I think I'm going to go for a Harley That's ride. Awesome. Thanks for calling, Shauna. Thank you. The back of a Harley. Good yeah. Lord. You can always call or you can text 414 799 1037. Where's the weird place where you fell asleep or passed out? More of your calls and texts next. 103.7 Kiss FM. Good morning. It's Riggs and Allie. We're talking about the weird, bizarre, strange places where you fell asleep. Outside of a regular bed, of course. And if alcohol's involved, that's okay, too. Just let us know. 414-799-1037. Allie, who we got on the phone? Rick's in Kenosha this morning. Rick, where did you fall asleep? On a forklift in a shipyard in Dundalk, Maryland. (gasps) What? Well, this sounds interesting. Tell me more. Yes, why were you on a forklift? I went over to my friend's house uh, who had just had a breakup with his girlfriend. He had left the house for a couple hours so she could gather her things. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And when he got back, he called me up. We go over there. I had a drink with him. He had some really rare Russian vodka. And good stuff. Celebrating his breakup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So we had a couple of drinks. And then later on that night, I went out with some friends. And the last thing I remember was the very first cheers that we had. That was it? It was like the hangover. (laughs) Were you you cheers at the beginning and then you wake up? up. Not only that, but I was six miles from where I had started. My legs were on fire. And I was inside of a locked, like, fenced-in area inside the shipyard. Like, there was no open gate. What? And there was barbed wire over the top of the fence. I want to party with you. Wow. I still have no idea to this day. It's been almost... 11 years now, and oh I still God. to this day do not remember how I got on that Did forklift. you get in trouble? Like, were, were you trespassing? I'm sure that wasn't no, yours. No, what I, what I did was luckily nobody was there, and the key, somebody left the keys in it, and I knew how to drive a forklift. <laughs> so I took it over to one what? of the fences. I didn't break the fence, but I lifted it up high enough with the fork so I could scurry underneath it. <laughs> what? And <laughs> I was wild. stuck on the other side of a tunnel that went under the bay yeah. in Maryland. And my house was on the other side. Otherwise, I could walk around about seven and a half miles and get to my house. So I decided to walk through the tunnel instead. Rick, if this was a contest, you would win. Like for the weirdest place you slept. I, yeah, that's just wild. Well, no, this that... was the best part was a cop. It gets better. Somebody, somebody pulled me over. Or somebody called the cops on me because I was walking through the tunnel. Uh-huh. Because you're not supposed to do that. I was walking up on, like, the elevated edge. Yeah, that's not safe. And, yeah. no, it's not, but it was the fastest way, and I really needed to get home. Who cares so about safety? I put my right. hands up. I had my ID out. And I didn't realize at this point, because I hadn't looked in a mirror or anything, but apparently... Part of my face had been cut up because I must have fallen <laughs> so on you something. you look like you got in a fight. You're walking in a tunnel, and the cops are asking you what the hell and, you're doing. Well, no, I have no idea. what, And I'm not going to tell the cop I have no idea why I'm here. And so I just told him, I was like, I got jumped and disoriented. <laughs> <laughs> he just makes it up. He, he was like, I apologize. This, this, And I went into this story that I had seen in a movie. And he was oh, like, wow, I you're getting pathological he, on us. <laughs> Jeez, Rick. He sat, me, he sat me in the front seat and gave me a ride home. 
That is wild. Well, that's a good story, I Rick. I to this day, I asked my friends, come to find out, my friend that I drank with before I went out with everybody else, yeah. had the similar thing happen to him. His roommate found him passed out on the living room floor when he got home. All right. Come to find out his ex-girlfriend roofied his bottle of vodka. Oh, my God. What the hell? This is getting... Okay, well, this is like a book. I Rick, mean, yeah. seriously, Rick, you could write about this. In if a I'm book. ever in an air... If I could, but I don't remember what happened in between <laughs> from when I... Got roofied until when I woke up on a forklift. If I'm ever need to never hang out with Rick when he's drinking. <laughs> I disagree. I'll hang out with Rick all day. I want to meet you at an airport bar and share stories. Oh man! Oh, see, no, that's the only time. I've, I mean, I, I, I've been a drinker. Trust me. In my twenties, I was a drinker, oh, but I know, never once. We get it, Rick. Rick. We know you're a drinker. Well, we picked up on that from the story. <laughs> <laughs> the weird places where you fell asleep. Thanks for calling, Rick. Somebody texted in. Thank Thanks, you, dude. Rick. Somebody texted in and said that my son would fall asleep sitting on the lap of his dad or his grandpa when they were on the riding lawnmower. Okay. Somebody else texted in and said, I would always fall asleep on the snowmobile with my dad. He would sit behind me and manage to control the sled with my helmet bobbling what? off the hand These controls. people sleeping on motorcycles that and snowmobiles. So I, don't, I don't understand that. And then somebody said, best place to take a nap, deer stand in the middle of hunting. And you know why, Riggs? They texted that. Because it's boring! <laughs> why do you feel like it's mostly men calling because about this? Because women huh? are more careful. You've seen it. You've seen it. This year, we've talked about couples, hey. how you got the woman afraid to go out, and the guy's like, come on, we're fine. And I said, of course men are falling asleep all over the hey, place. We're, we're more careful, us us women. All those people called were careful. Mike was putting his <laughs> keys in the back of his car seat and You're slept right. safely in his car. That's Mike careful. Mike was like an exception. Okay, Mike's a, who, how many people? It was the one guy that almost stole a forklift that threw you off. <laughs> He's the irresponsible one that ruined it for everyone. But then you're like, Allie, <laughs> we got all these dudes calling. I go, because dudes are the ones who fall asleep in dumb places. <laughs> well, let's go to another dude. Bob's on the phone. Good morning. You can call or text 414-799-1037. Bob, what up? Hey, Bob. Hey, so quite a few years ago, me and a bunch of buddies, we uh, we got back from a deployment, and uh, I decided to have a shot party at my brother's place. Okay. A shot um, party? S-H-O-T? S-H-O-P. A shop um, party. Okay. Oh, got yeah, it. He, okay. He ran a landscaping business. So okay. So in the shop, he's got all these pieces of equipment and everything. All right. He's got probably 12, 15 guys. Yeah. Wow. Pretty heavily. We're all having a good time right. and stuff. And I, I fell asleep in my, and, and my brother had a couch in there. So I fell asleep on the couch. So by the time that I woke up in the morning, he had a car lift. Well, my buddies put me on the couch on the car lift and put me as high as the car lift would go. Oh, I slept up there. Did you wake up and look around and oh wonder where the hell God. you, what did you think well, when you woke up? When I woke up, I actually like sat up and I dangled my feet and I'm like, where's, <gasps> where's the ground? I looked down and I'm like, I'm probably six feet in the air going, what the hell happened? So I got it. Like, That's a good prank. Looking, I'm looking... I'm hey. looking around and I'm looking for, you know, some of my friends that probably did sleep there and yeah. I hear some moaning. And um above the office is a mezzanine where we stored a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. Well, um my buddy was up there and he slept up there. There's no ladder or anything to get up there. What? And he so, get down. His, so he hears some guy was, going, Ugh. I thought this was getting sexual. It's not. No. So you hear the guy no. up there moaning in pain, like, oh, God, where am I? Okay, okay. go on. Yeah. But he's in massive pain. He drives a Mustang that's, that's stick shift, and his ankle is just screwed up. Uh-huh. He doesn't know how it happened. 
And then I look over in another corner, and here's another buddy of mine. He's sleeping on um, like the cornhole, uh, the cornhole bag game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's popped up on one of those boxes with his head in the hole, and he wakes up. He looks at me. He's like, "Dude, how'd you get up there?" I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing sleeping on the cornhole thing?" He's like, "The most comfortable spot." How did? He's like, "Why does it taste like a cat pooped in my mouth?" Oh, this is awful. I can't believe somebody got their head through the cor- through the cornhole. Maybe he thought it was a massage table or something, sticking his head through the hole. Did That's you, a really good possibility. I mean, we had enough to drink, and this was probably, I don't know. Hey, Bob. Um, Bob, did, 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 Reeks, you, did you... Maybe it was just alcohol. You probably. know, like, maybe it's Maybelline. No, maybe it was just alcohol. It was booze, of course. <laughs> Bob, did you fall asleep with your shoes on, by the way? Oh, yeah. That's probably that's why they put you yeah. on the forklift, or the car lift. That's what happened. Why? Well, when you fall asleep with your shoes on, it's free range. You can do whatever you want to your friend. Is that, is that a rule? Oh, yeah, that's a party rule. Yeah. I never heard of this. Oh, yeah. Bob knows about that, right? Yeah, it is a party rule, and it was fair enough. At least they didn't take a marker to my face or anything. <laughs> Dude, yeah, That, too, funny. is what they do. Never fall asleep with your shoes on. I've done that to people, actually. Bob, thanks for calling, and thank you for your service, too, for your deployments. Thank you. Oh, Thank you very much. Yes. Oh, look at that. Brandon hung up. We had another. Oh, Thanks no. for calling, Bob. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We have Go ahead. Talking about where all the places that they have fallen asleep. A single places. mom of twins. Oh, oh that would be a nightmare. I don't know how you did that one. Single mom of twins, when they were infants, fell asleep, slumped over a crib as I was trying to comfort them to sleep. That's a new mom thing. I fell asleep so many times holding my baby, and you're like, you did, Riggs. Yes. I almost... you, you fall asleep anywhere holding the kid because you're so out of it. They almost killed my little sister because yeah. her head fell back and fell between the slats on the mm-hmm. the, um, the rocking chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrifying. Uh, let me read this one. Let me pull this one up. Uh, hey, Riggs and Allie. Yeah. Nikki here. After a rugby party, I was woken up by some teammates sleeping, hugging the telephone pole in front of the house. Well, there you go. And then she wrote, have a great day. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. <laughs> that was the ending. <laughs> Nikki, you're funny. Thanks for the text. It's 103.7 KISS FM. Fall asleep in safe places, all right? <laughs> like you're one to talk, okay? Right, I know. Uh, 103.7 KISS FM, it's Riggs and Alley. You know the show Hell's Kitchen, right? <sighs> yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Seen a lot of seasons of that show. <laughs> well, we have one of Milwaukee's own. And he has a majestic beard. They even call it out in the show. They did the other night. And up last, two executive chefs. Jordan from Fort Worth is going against Adam from Milwaukee. When was the last time that thing was trimmed? Oh, before I left, chef. Before you left? <laughs> no, I didn't trim it all the way. No, no, but it's like a fire hazard. Does it ever go up in flames? Uh, maybe, chef. <laughs> Be careful, please. It's Gordon Ramsay talking uh, about Adam's beard. Uh, his beard is phenomenal. We're happy to have royalty on the phone. <laughs> please welcome uh, from Milwaukee, from Egg and Flour, Adam. I thought I'd pronounce Pavlok. Is his last name. Oh, Pavlok. You, we were saying it wrong. Yes. I'm sorry, Adam. Adam. Pavlok is the real way. You use me in the word royalty, but thank you. <laughs> well, dude, Don't you were named best chef of Milwaukee 2019-2020. That's pretty big, right? Yeah, that's right. Shepherd Express. Amazing. <laughs> See? That's pretty big. It's unbelievable. I mean, Adam, I have so many questions for you. I don't even know where to start. That's I have what I know. I'm so happy you're on the show because you're local. You, I want to know, first of all, how you even got on the show. Hell's Kitchen. And I'm willing to start with, I was a young boy growing up in Milwaukee or wherever. <laughs> I want to hear your path to Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, like in 2005, I was just talking to someone about this. 
like me and my best friend, like Chris Sando, I, I know you're listening. We would watch this show religiously mm-hmm. and just, it would just be fun for us. You know, I cooked and everything and I loved it. And I was like, I can remember myself now sitting here on the couch going, I want to be on that show. Wow. If I was doing it, I would do it differently. You know, everyone <laughs> says that. Like, why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? Yep. Um, and, you know, as the years went by and uh, we were watching the show, I, I got a little bit more serious about it because mm-hmm. I could actually, like, hold my own by then. Yeah. And uh, I ended up applying, you know, a couple of years here and there and didn't hear anything. And as uh, my career went on and as the cooking went on, maybe I just got better. Maybe they were just waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. It was your and, time. Uh, I ended up uh, having a chef, uh, chef T from Hell's Kitchen season 18 and season 14. She came to Milwaukee and cooked, so maybe she had uh, a little bit of say in what oh, was going nice. on nowadays. Maybe right. she saw you and was like, this guy's got what it takes to be with yep. Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And the last time I applied, I uh, I got the call, wow. and I didn't even know what to think. You know, it was uh, my, my same buddy, too, that I was watching the show with all these years was actually the only person next to me when I got the call Aww. and it was just surreal. Oh, that's cool. That's wild. So then did you go to culinary school, Adam? Or how did you even, do you just like to do it? Did you teach yourself? So for me, I did not go to culinary school. My brother Alex did, but I just didn't go that route. I wow. I would rather get paid to learn than pay someone to teach me. Yeah. I was just experience through kitchens uh, mm. like all my life. I've only had a restaurant job. So just moving up and seeing what it took and yep. um, having some great mentors, Tommy Pashong back in the day and, mm-hmm. and you know Joe Minch and all these guys that kind of just took me under their wing and said, hey, if you just keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. That yeah. was the thing I always remember is just like, you're just good. You're going to be just fine. So well, I just took that. It's a testament and, to your uh, talent, honestly, Adam, that you didn't need to go to school like yeah. a lot of people do, that you could you were self-taught in a way. I get it. Other people helped you and taught you, but you had the passion to kind of learn yeah. as you went on, which a is cool. A lot of cool. books, a lot of public television, a lot of- just, <laughs> A lot of public like, television. You know, it takes more than just going to work. You know, when I would get done on a 10-hour shift, I'd go home and like- learn more stuff wow i was never i was never over it you know yeah yeah you just keep going with the passion and then you get cast on hell's kitchen which is unbelievable and you but you guys filmed this a year and a half ago is that right yeah just about almost two years ago now what so. so they waited that long to put it out so usually it doesn't. Usually it, it, sh- it shouldn't take that long. Well, right, but because um, of COVID, they did. Obviously, they yeah. probably pushed it back. I don't know uh, what their what their real reasoning is for. Mm-hmm. Is it honestly? It, it, it was great timing, and it's just something fun for me to look forward to now. That like you know, or for other people to look forward to now. It's like yeah, it's fun. Every Thursday we uh, we have something that we can do. Is know? it right, is it right. hard to sit on any of the information about the show? Because the prize is you get a, like a job at the Lake Tahoe Hell's Kitchen location mm-hmm. and $250,000. I mean, that's a huge prize with the show for the winner. So yeah. is it hard to sit yeah, on the, so. the the information on who gets eliminated and who gets their, right. their coat stripped away? I mean, I think it's more fun to have people ask me and I can't tell them, right? Everyone <laughs> right? wants to have the secret. Yeah. So <laughs> I was okay with it. 
Adam, um, it's just I had a lot of other other stuff going on that yeah. kept my mind busy. That's yeah. good, and I gotta tell you, I was wondering watching catching up last night because Hell's Kitchen is on tonight. It'll be the third episode, seven o'clock tonight. Yeah, and you'll see Adam on the show, uh, Milwaukee's own. But I, I was this is interesting watching the show, and I wonder <laughs> how these people get on there, and if they really want to win. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I go, does Adam really want to win? Because you already have a restaurant or two in Milwaukee, yeah, right? A couple of them, yeah. egg and flowers. So I see that and I go, does he want to? Is that really the well, end the goal? Thing, the crazy thing about this is uh, I actually went, I got accepted and went out there before egg and flour was ever a thing. Okay, this is all coming together for me now. Tell me more. <laughs> so when I got back from Las Vegas, I opened the original egg and flour at the food hall five days later. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I had I had nothing. You know, when, when you watch the show, it says Adam, Milwaukee, executive yeah. chef. Right. So, yep. Um, I really was kind of in between, and I really was going for it all. You know, obviously... Mm-hmm. Um, well, You'll it, see what happens later on. I, Maybe I'll be going to Lake Tahoe soon. That's Maybe. what I was going to say, because he came back with money and opened a restaurant. Hmm. See, now I'm speculating. <laughs> Everybody's Adam. wondering now. I've, and now I'm speculating. And how, So you have one in Bayview as well, right? You have an egg and flour. Uh, we do, yes. yeah. And uh, we just recently announced, I put a teaser out, that we have a, a third one coming <gasps> soon. Ooh. All right. Hey, do you have a second here? Can we talk to you again? Like, Can we play a song real quick? <laughs> Because I have a question about Gordon Ramsay that I wonder if you'll answer. Oh, you're going to ask him a Gordon Ramsay question. Yeah, I wonder if... I have a question for you next. Hold on, Adam. (laughs) Uh, You may know him from the Egg and Flour restaurants in Milwaukee, or you may know him from Hell's Kitchen Mm -hmm. on Fox, which another episode tonight at 7 o'clock. You can see him there with his his amazing beard. Adam Pavlock. Good morning. How's it going? (laughs) Welcome back. I know Riggs wanted to ask you a question about Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) I had a Gordon Ramsay question. It's kind of the show in general as well, because the guy, he likes to let some F-bombs fly. He's a pretty vulgar guy. I love it. He's pretty loose-lipped, right? I'm wondering, is that do they play it up and do they beep words that didn't need to be beeped just to like make it look more vulgar than it really is or is he really that aggressive with his language? I'm just curious. Honestly, what happens is, you know, before dinner service starts, he's great. He's asking questions, he's motivating us. He's actually really excited walking back into the kitchen getting ready for dinner service. Yeah. Yeah. Um but if I was at my restaurant and someone set up a, a raw piece of lamb, I probably wouldn't be too happy about it. <laughs> right, because that's your name, your name Riggs, mark, your namescape. Riggs, in the first episode, was it the first or second, Adam, uh, Gordon Ramsay throws lamb across the kitchen, and Adam is the only person in the shot. And Adam's standing there, and Gordon throws the meat, and it throws, <laughs> and Adam's like, and I'm like, I wanted to ask Adam if he was scared when Gordon Ramsay threw the so, lamb. So honestly, what was going through my head at that point was that was the first time I saw him throw food in real life and I was biting my tongue trying not to laugh. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, it's real. This is really happening. I know. I was like, this is it. I'm, I'm living it. But yeah, it was actually, I was trying so hard not to laugh. I was just standing back and letting him do his thing. It was it was crazy. I'm <laughs> so funny, Riggs. You gotta watch it. I, got another, I saw the, the, the last episode where they threw the lamb, Allie. Yeah. Was, oh, you did see that. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but, did I noticed, but I noticed towards the end, Adam, I wonder if, do you have like a strategy when you're going in to this because it seemed like you were kind of more low-key in the last episode. Like you kind of yeah. kept to yourself and you just kept your head down, did a good Which job. Which makes me think he's going far. Yes. And then the other people were all flippant and running like, oh my God, Blustered. the lamb's not done. What am I going to do? <laughs> do you have like a strategy when you're going into these? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, my strategy out of the gate was just kind of keep my head down and cook because mm-hmm. I know that that's kind of number one, yeah. you know, and uh, and just be focused with what's going on. We, I know how to cook. <clears throat> I know how to work in a kitchen. I don't know how to do those things in front of get, Gordon Ramsay on right. national television. So yeah. <laughs> it was kind of something that uh, I evolved a- along the show. You know, things get a little bit wild. I don't want anyone to think that episode two is a representation of how I am. It gets pretty intense. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Good. Um, you know, I was just focused on the food and making sure that I was doing what I had to do and just kind of stand back and, and let these these people go at it, you know. Uh-huh. Do you feel totally. like do you feel like being on the show has made you a better cook? Oh. Um, totally. I mean, a lot of patience, a lot of uh confidence is my huge thing, you know, is just like you got to have confidence when you're whether you're flipping a burger or you're cooking a steak or something fancy. Mm-hmm. You have to know deep down that you know what you're doing or it's just going to turn out a disaster every time. So <laughs> right. it's like, you know, you have that confidence saying, hey, I, I, I stood next to the best in the world and he, and he vouched for me. You yeah. Know? There's plenty of times where he's eating my food and you'll see later on it's like, I, I have my validation now, and it's just going to keep me motivated for for the future endeavors. Hell are there other yes? Are there other chefs that you look up to? Like Gordon Ramsay is obviously one of them. Mm-hmm. Are there other chefs that you've looked up to as like your role models? Oh, there's so many. I mean, here in Milwaukee, there's Joe Minch, Thomas Pizong, uh Justin Abraham from Sanford. Uh, so many chefs that mm-hmm. I've worked side by side. And then in the, in the big world, you know, a lot of Italian chefs: uh, Scott Conan, Jose Andres. Yeah, because Adam, is is pasta like your specialty? That's your thing? Or it's just one of your many? Because <laughs> I always see you talking mean, about pasta. Many, but pasta is on the top of the list with a big gap in between. Ooh. You know, like, I just love it. You know, yeah. it's something that I could eat every day. It's something when I'm with my buddies and they want to go out to eat, I always, that's my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if it's not mine. <laughs> and, uh, okay. But I'm super versatile. You know, I yeah. love pasta, but I love steaks and I love fine dining and hopefully mm-hmm. one day we get to that level where I can open a fine dining spot Did and, the- uh, and now I have the pizza too so that's my yeah. favorite food so we have the pizza spot that just opened so it's just it's kind of crazy I never thought that I'd be doing all this now right um, as my first job ever was in a pizzeria so it's kind of crazy okay. which, which pizzeria is it still it, it around? Peppy's, Peppy's Pizza on Howell and Howard by the Tippy Canoe Library. Nice. <laughs> they must be until, super proud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah worked until two in the morning as a fourteen-year-old kid, probably against all the all the rules. But that's what I did. Look at yeah, him, and now he's on he's Hell's a Kitchen. You're yeah. a hustler. That's why you're a worker. I like it, man. Yeah. Always hustling. Adam, I have to ask you, because you're on Hell's Kitchen this season, since you already own your own restaurants now, you came back from the show, you filled us in on that, and you opened them, um, where did you work before, what restaurants, and what's your favorite Milwaukee restaurant outside of your own? Good <laughs> oh, my God. Well, before uh, all the egg and flour stuff went yeah. down, I was at Black Sheep for almost three years. Okay. Love that spot. Mm-hmm. Good restaurant. Um, asking me my favorite restaurant in Milwaukee. Oh, man, that is so Too hard. Tough, but I could give you a few. Yeah. yeah. Um, San Giorgio Pizzeria in downtown Milwaukee. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Story Hill BKC. Um, uh, Ar- Ardent. Sanford. Ardent? I mean, some, yeah. I, I, I've always wanted to go to Ardent, but I could never afford it. It looks so expensive. Mm-hmm. It looks like one of those it's, crazy, it's, fancy it's restaurants. It. Where is it? Uh, it's right on the east side on Prospect. Oh right? yes, uh, I've been to Sanford. Yeah. I have been to Sanford. I have not been to Ardent. Okay, Ardent is isn't it a Michelin restaurant? 
Uh, it is not. He's James Board, uh, James Beard Award nominee, but Justin's amazing. I, I, I well live across be. the yeah. street from his Laughing Taco restaurant, which is Ryan Walker's point, which is <gasps> yeah. amazing as well. Laughing Taco's so good, too. Cool. They just reopened, by the way, for indoor dining. Yeah. How did the <laughs> pandemic affect your restaurants? Because you said you just opened one. That's a good question. Yeah. How did they hit you? Yeah, so for us, it was kind of half and half. On the east side, we stayed open with curbside delivery and takeout. Nice. Um, they did a great job helping us out and be able to stay open. Yeah. Unfortunately, at Bayview, uh, we were only open six days, so we didn't really have an infrastructure. We weren't ready to do anything like that. Yeah. So we ended up closing for five months after six days of being open. Mm-hmm. And uh, we reopened uh, August 10th, I believe. Um, and we've been going strong. We have our partitions. We have our plan in place. We're super safe. If you ask anyone that's come in for dining by mm-hmm. us, they will uh, they will tell you the experience is just uh, I would say unmatched for with with dining with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we take it seriously. You that's know, good. We, we do like to see people inside, but at the same time, there's Friday nights where there's not one customer in the restaurant, mm-hmm. and we have. 20 orders up getting ready to be fulfilled for takeout. Oh, great. Yeah. So, so you're still getting the business fantastic. even if it's not sit down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. We get to turn the music up and maybe have a little bit more fun than we normally could if <laughs> nice. people are watching us. Yes. Well, I told you off the air, I want to go there this weekend and check it out. because I'm going to go? Wa- yeah, I am. I love Absolutely. It. I'm going to go check it out the dine-in and yes. I'm going to watch it tonight. Check out, baby, yeah. you are east side. Yeah, and I want to watch you tonight on uh, 7 o'clock on Fox, episode 3 of Hell's Kitchen tonight. It's, <sighs> it's a very good one for me. Oh, right. oh. Oh, for me. Oh, I like it how he says that. So it's a, it will be entertaining. It's a complete opposite of episode two. They show me a lot. Good. Because okay. I was I was episode two, I was like, oh no. No, no. We didn't see no, a lot of him. It was We're either gonna see line. a lot more of him or not. Yes. Just, you know, background, I was actually working table side on episode two, so that's why you didn't see me <gasps> a lot in the kitchen because I was out in the dining room cooking the uh the shrimp dish that oh, okay. Did day. you get to meet Wayne Brady, by the way? Uh, yeah, what celebrities did you see? Yes. I, I actually I actually asked my sous chef Jason, I said I know uh, we got yelled at and kicked out, but can I just say what's up to him real quick? <laughs> Wayne Brady. <laughs> that was awesome. That's cool. What other celebs did you serve on Hell's Kitchen before in, we let uh, you go? It's in I Vegas. I cannot say. Ah, uh, damn. You're going to have right. to tune in and watch. All right. Uh, but there is some really, really awesome people that come through. And uh, just amazing to be able to have that chance. I know I wasn't cooking at my restaurant or my menu, but still be able to cook that food mm-hmm. for some of these names of people that will just blow your mind who he has come in there. You know, it's Gordon Ramsay. He has some pretty good connections. Nice. Yeah, dude. I, 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 well, I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. I'm so glad you came on the show, Adam. We could yep. talk to you forever, but we just don't have time for that. So, Adam Pavlock, <laughs> all the egg and flour restaurants. Throw a shout out to your restaurants yeah. while you're on the air. We'll give it to you. Yeah, Go ahead. Egg and flour. We got Eigenflower, uh, MKE in the Milwaukee Food Hall. Uh, it's Crossroad Collective's Food Hall on North and Farwell. We yep. also have the Pizzeria next door there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Eigenflower Bayview on yep. uh, KK and Howell, uh-huh. uh, right next to Lulu Cafe. It's hard to miss us. We have a big sign out there. We're open uh, every day, 11 to 9. Nice. And, uh and we got a new one coming, so keep your eye out for that. Ooh, and I know it's been a tough year for a lot of businesses and restaurants, so glad we're wishing you the best, and we're glad you're still here. And a lot of people are going to want to know what it's like to eat from someone who is good enough to be on Hell's Kitchen. Riggs and I are one of them. We're both going to be eating your food very soon, Adam. Yes, I will see you this weekend for brunch. <laughs> Woo! Well, thank you. Well, make sure you say hello, all right? I'm the guy with the beard. <laughs> will you it's be able to find him, Riggs? Will I hope so. Recognize I'll him? storm back into the kitchen. Where's Adam? I know this guy. I Thank, love it. Thanks for your time, Adam. We really appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. Guys. We'll have talk a, soon. Have for a good sure. one. <laughs>
TV, to the movie screen, and everywhere in between. This is the Hollywood Dirt with Allie. Okay, so we talked in the past couple weeks about Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, the new Hollywood couple. Yep. And how she has, you know, two kids with Jason Sudeikis. She started directing a movie that Harry Styles is now starring in. They had to kick Shia LaBeouf out, or LaBeouf, whatever the hell Shia his name LaBeouf, is. Shia yeah. he was too much of a problem. He's got so many issues. So they, they cast Harry Styles. Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles clearly had some kind of connection, as according to people on the set. And the next thing you know, her and Jason Sudeikis are broken up, and she's dating uh, Harry Styles for a couple of weeks at right. least. So what did she have to do to her Instagram after this big announcement? What? She had to turn off the comments. You know why. Oh, God. What were people calling her a homewrecker? I'm sure. Saying terrible things about I'm her? sure. God, or, the or they were mad jerks. she was with Harry Styles, or they thought that she left her husband for Harry Styles. And I don't know the story. They say Jason Sudeikis is brokenhearted. It sounds like, it. I don't know if she cheated. It sounds more like they broke up and then she, she knew there she liked him and then they got together. Yeah. But... I don't, I don't know. know. Use your FBI alley skills to piece I, I, together the timeline. I want to know when. When did they start ba- doing it? When did, <laughs> when did they When did they break up? When were people notified? I have questions. Well, and the, you know, it's interesting because Those you see matter. people when they date one person to the next. Yep. Jason Sudeikis is 45. She's got two kids with him. She's 35, Olivia Wilde. And then you've got Harry Styles, who's 25. So, I mean, she has literally flipped lifestyles with her yep. dudes. Yep. Right? She's gone from the cool, funny guy to the sexy pop star young guy with no kids who's younger (laughs) so i'm like i don't know Uh, i mean do you want me to fault someone for dating harry styles you're on another planet i'm not gonna (laughs) well boohoo you had to turn off your comment section (laughs) that's that's what she she had to do because she was getting just rolled on because of her romance with harry styles leave her alone something that you continue to say that someone told you maybe it's a catchphrase that you have (laughs) maybe it's something you say to your kids do you have crap that you say to your kids all the time the same things all the time (laughs) you can shut the You can always call or you can text us. So when I was little, Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up with my grandparents for a while because Mm -hmm. my parents, when I was much younger, divorced and my mom went back to school and I lived with my grandma and grandpa Mm -hmm. for a while. And my grandpa, he loved eating sardines. He Mm. would eat them out of the can like fresh out of the can with that's his so fingers gross. in the middle of the kitchen. It was Ooh. disgusting. Ooh. And I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, and I remember being little going, how are you eating those? They smell so bad. They're uh. disgusting. And he would go, Andrew, it's good if you like it. <laughs> and I was like, what? Such a grandpa thing to say. It's good if you like it. And I was like, uh, you're kind of okay. right. You can kind of take that with a lot of things. So True. I will do that now with, even as a grown adult now, mm-hmm. when people say, I, I've, there's something that I enjoy, like skydiving. They're like, how can you jump out of an airplane? How can you do that? That's yeah. crazy. I'm like, well, it's fun if you like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just took hey. my grandpa's phrase and I, I was like, you know it's what? You can adapt that to, like and it. it's fun if you like it. It's good if you like it. So 414-799-1037. Go ahead. I was talking to this guy and he said, I, I say a lot of, he, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say it on the air. Why? Say it. Because it pissed me off. He goes, <laughs> he goes. you say a lot of boomer stuff. <laughs> I was 
It's like, I'm not a boomer. My parents boomer are boomers. Stuff. I'm like, I'm not a boomer. I'm closer to a day being a damn millennial. What are you talking about? And I was stuff? like so upset that I was old. I go, no, 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 no. Because I said something like, am I corny? I think I asked something like that because I made a cheesy joke. And he yeah. goes, yeah, you got you say some boomer stuff. <laughs> I was horrified, Riggs. I was like, oh, I'm not that funny. <laughs> not to him. I'm, all, <laughs> I'm funny if you like me is what you, you should I'm say. funny if you like me. Good call, Riggs. 414-799-1037. I remember one time I tried to turn in a paper late and I needed to get a signature in school. Mm-hmm. And I was like rushing the teacher at the end yeah. of class. And the teacher said, a lack of planning on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on mine. You'll have to wait until I'm ready. And I was like... Wait, what? You, you just say melt- that all the time. I do. And it melted into my brain, and I say it all the time. Say it again. If a lack of planning on your part does not mean an emergency on mine. That mm-hmm. means if you wait to the last minute to do something, and mm-hmm. you know you have to do yeah. it, and then push it off on me in the last minute, no. Mm-hmm. You knew you had to get it done. Well, have I told you the reason I still procrastinate? What's that? The reason I still procrastinate is because I still get everything done. <gasps> but up, bump! I thought you were going to say, did I tell you? And then you were going to keep putting it off telling me why you procrastinate, which would have been funny. I keep procrastinating because I always get it done. So right? why would I stop? So what's your, your, your catchphrase or your one-liner that you use all the time? That you, Maybe oh. it's been handed down or you thought about it on your own. There you go can, the phones. You can call or text 414-799-1037. And we'll talk to you next. Hold on. Hello. Hello. Dude, somebody texted into 414-799-1037 because yeah. you said sayings people say. Yeah. What's your little catchphrase, your one-liner? that you use all the time. And what is it? Why? They said, is the Pope Catholic? That's what they always say. And somebody else said, they always tell their kids, get off the table. You aren't what we're having for lunch. <laughs> I like that. I've also heard, do, close the close the bathroom door. Were you born in the barn? This is another good one. Here's one somebody texted in. My mom always said it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. True. <laughs> 414-799-1037. Good morning, Kiss FM. Is this Cody? Yes, Cody yeah. is driving from Madison to Sussex this morning. Cody. Hey. So what's one of those uh, phrases or one-liners that you use all the time? Oh, mine aren't as funny as the last ones you just said, but uh, (laughs) my mom always used to say, hey, it's not what you do or who you know, but it's what you do for who you know. So That's good. Put those together. Right. I like it. That's Uh, one of those memes that I would share on the internet. It's like the Maya Angelou one that says, people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And I was like, oh, good one. All right, man. Thanks for calling, Cody. Yeah, you bet. Take care, guys. Appreciate you listening. Hannah's on the phone. Hannah's in Milwaukee. Hey, girl. Morning, Hannah. What's your your one-liner, her catchphrase? Okay, so my one-liner, my dad has literally said to me since I was like 10 years old, and it's, Every now and then, a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, Dad, I can't believe I got an A on this test. And he'd be like, well, every now and then, a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> I'm sure. You never thought of confidence in you. That's awful. Yeah, but right. that's funny, though. <laughs> every day, even the blind squirrel can find a nut. That is true. Thank you for calling, Hannah. <laughs> Have a good one. Uh, keep going. This is a way. I, okay. Can we say who he is? I I thought he said his name was Mr. Hammer. <laughs> what is what is your name? I was cr- I told Riggs. I said his name is probably something like Tanner. Tanner, and I just misunderstood. What did you say your name is, sir? Mr. Hammer. Nice. Mr. Hammer. Woo! All right, Mr. Hammer. What is your catchphrase or your your little turn of phrase? Grandma always told me, "Waste not, want not." Waste not, what not. Yes. Waste like, not, what not. When do you use that phrase? All the time when I talk to my kids. Yeah. yeah. Trying to like, waste mm-hmm. stuff nowadays. 
So is it like when they don't finish their meals, you got to swoop in and clean the plate for them? <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> clean plate, waste not, want not. Oh, man. I like that. Mr. Hammer, we appreciate you yes. listening this morning. And you have the greatest name ever. This is my favorite text of all. What's that? <laughs> Wait, let's take another call real quick. Hold on. Good morning, Kiss FM. Who's this? Who wrote this? Stephanie. Stephanie, what's your one-liner or your catchphrase you use? Go ahead. Um... What you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. I mm-hmm. That's a good one. Or you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you Thank listening you. this morning. What this is you, all somebody one? texted in the saying they use. What's that? F it. Send it. Like, <laughs> send it. Send it. I love that. Like, F it. Send it. Like when you're mad, just send right? it. You want to send, send a text? It's send fine. It. Send you it. send a crazy email? Send it. <laughs> send it. Good morning, Kiss FM. Who's this? Uh, uh, this is Mr. Wood. Mr. Wood? Hey, what you hey, saying? This is Reservoir Dogs this morning. <laughs> 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 All right, Mr. Wood, what's up? Uh, I, I had to tell him, uh, did you fart or did you just smell like that? <laughs> <laughs> did you fart or do you just smell like that? What the yeah. hell? Who said this to you? <laughs> no, I said it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to my kids. <laughs> hey, did you find or you just smell like That's that? That's amazing. Tell that to your kids and report back. I want to know how they re- how they respond to that. <laughs> that was great. That's great. We hey, had a ton of texts for calling, man. that had this one. More than once we got this. What? Tables are for glasses, not asses. <laughs> a lot of people texted that in. I love it. And then sometimes you're the pigeon, sometimes you're the statue. Oh, yeah. It's 103.7 Kiss. FM. Riggs and Alley. It's Riggs and Alley. Weekday mornings and always on demand at 1037kissfm.com.